Welcome again to It Is Written Canada. Today we are on location in Lacombe, Alberta at Spider Controls, the workplace of Amber Andrews, who we introduced you to last week. Amber found herself broken and living on the cold city streets after facing one traumatic experience after another. Yet she knew that God was always with her. Amber, thank you for joining us again this week on Eddie's Written Canada. It's my pleasure. Amber, last week you talked to us about how you ended up on the streets. What was it like? Uh, it, was, it was rough. There was a lot of bad times. There was a lot of scary times. Um, but the most interesting part is that God walked with me. Uh, that day that I prayed uh, for him to get me out of there, uh, he was able to helped me get my dogs to a safe place and uh, he put a lot of people in my path and helped me and I learned a lot about myself and I grew as a person. So tell us about some of the experiences that were positive for you. Well I do remember um, we came across a lady and she was very intoxicated and she was missing one of her shoes and so we decided uh, me and my friend that I was with that we would make her a shoe out of what we had. So I had some boots on so I took the inside insulation part of my boot and he took the sole out of his shoe and we duct taped her shoe together and she could barely stand and uh, the guy looked at me and he said do you know that this is what Jesus used to do and it just blew me away you know he just used to walk around helping people and, and sharing stories and sharing about God. And it really moved me. It also made me think about uh, my mother and just how hard uh, she fought and prayed for me. And, you know, this lady, we, we had a, a meal that she could have at the shelter. There were shoes there and there was a warm bed and we could not convince her to come with us. And your mom was praying for you through the entire time that you went through your drug addictions, you were on the streets, and then you came to a place where you just wanted to get rid of everything. I did. Um, the house that I was living in that I wasn't allowed in, uh, I was fighting very hard to get my stuff out of there. Um, I wasn't legally allowed to go there. They had to correct the paperwork saying that I could go there if I had an officer. And then we had tried many times when there was nobody home or nobody would answer. Uh, and then finally one day I did get some stuff and I brought it over to my boss Lily's house and I had it in the driveway there and I was so relieved that I had finally gotten my stuff and her son came out of the house and he said get this junk out of my driveway <laughs> and I was very offended because this was everything I owned um, but it hit me right then you know I just started looking at everything and 
I'd fought so hard for this stuff and I didn't even have anywhere to keep it. And uh, I just wanted to be free of it. And so I just started bringing everything out on the curb. And then I thought, well, I don't want to just give stuff away. I want it to go to the right place. And so I just knelt down and I prayed, where is this stuff supposed to go? Get it to the right person. Um, my neighbor came across the street, uh, asked if we were having a garage sale. I said, well, we are, but everything's free. <laughs> I didn't want any money for it. It was not what that was about for me. So he took a really beautiful table and the neighbors down the street took my leather furniture. And uh, he said that he had a friend that worked in the women's shelter and they were in need of furniture. And I said, well, call her up. And so he was able to take a bunch of stuff and get it to some ladies that were just starting out, so. So Amber, you were getting rid of all your things, and then you found that there was something you didn't want to get rid of. You're right, yeah, I'd kept a couple special items, my photo albums and whatnot. So I was sitting in this garage that I was living in and was looking through my stuff that I had saved and I saved this one card from my mom. So my mom had sent me this card when I was on the street. Um, I'd opened it, shook it out for money, took the money out, never read it. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna read this card. And it says, I know you're dealing with a lot right now and I just want you to know that it's going to work out. To Amber, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I believe in you, I believe in miracles. We are praying for you, wishing you God's love and blessings. Love, Jesus and Mom and Dad. And I just cried. That was pretty meaningful to you. God was speaking to you through that card that you had for a long time and you had never read it. You just wanted the money out of it. Yeah. There were lots of things that happened that were kind of strange and you were phoning your mom and telling her about these things. Um, yeah, my mom said I would call about every three weeks. And I wasn't calling them miracles, but I knew some strange things were happening to me. And they were wonderful things, things that were helping me grow and change. And, and I was being shown Jesus on my, on my walk. I do remember being very cold. Uh, when I first hit the street, I didn't have my clothes or anything. So uh, I do remember needing a jacket and the shelter had some jackets that were available and I remember trying on this beautiful jacket. It looked like it was brand new. It was Calvin Klein, it was long, it was navy blue and I put it on and it fit me perfectly and I knew I was blessed. <laughs> uh, I also remember being hungry one day and I remember uh, being invited over for dinner and uh, by Mary and Bill, and I, re I really thought it was a, a pity invite. And I thought, you know, I don't want to interfere with their time together and their friends and stuff. And, and then uh, I also had a young uh, man and woman in front of me while I was walking, and they turned around and out of the blue asked me if I wanted this bottle of water and this granola bar. And, you know, it wasn't a dirty, opened bottle, it was perfect condition and uh, I said no thank you, you know, I don't, don't take anything from strangers and I laughed about it after because I'm like here's God trying so hard to feed me and I'm so mad at him because I'm saying I'm hungry, I'm not asking for gold or diamonds or anything, I just want food. <laughs> so, so many times you're, you're asking for things, you think it's going to look a certain way and God's been 
trying to provide it to you all along. You just can't see it. So this perspective that you had on things started to change you. Like even when you went dumpster diving, um, it was, you know, you were looking at things differently than other people. I was, yeah. Um, there were many nights uh, you couldn't get into the shelter. The shelter filled up very quickly, uh, the wet and the dry shelters. And so we would spend our nights dumpster diving. And I had this really neat group of people that I hung out with. And I remember telling them when we first started dumpster diving, dumpster diving together that um, I just want us to clean up afterwards because I said, you know, that's why people get so upset is because, you know, people leave a mess. So they were so gracious. They never argued with me or anything and they would put everything back. <laughs> and I was always on people about not smoking and try not to swear. And <laughs> it was very strange, but I had smoked for years and I had quit smoking. And uh, when I was on the streets, I I said, I don't want to start again because I don't want to have to quit again. And I already have one habit. So, Amber, how did you end up working here at Spider Controls? So, as I had said last week, Bill was a family friend who had taken me in off the streets and graciously gave me a camper to stay in. Uh, he had encouraged me to start going back to church. Uh, we had went uh, to the Pinoca Church, which is a wonderful church. My first time walking in there, I was very nervous, and I remember walking through the doors and saying, wow, I'm so glad I didn't catch on fire or something. <laughs> and these two lovely ladies came and asked me, they said, if, if you don't have someone to sit with, you can come sit with us. And I was very moved by that. And uh, so I'd started going to church again, and I also started volunteering at the soup kitchen again, which is something that I like to do before I had uh, ended up on the streets. So I was at the soup kitchen in Red Deer and I was doing up some dishes and I was talking to a lady and I said, you know, that I had needed work, that I was getting off the streets and I needed a job. And she says, well, I just happened to own an auction and uh, need somebody that could help me out. So I started working uh, with her. I met Amber probably five or six years ago and uh, it was at church I believe that we were having potluck and she had mentioned that she was looking for work and so I said to her well as a matter of fact we could use somebody at the auction we need somebody in the kitchen and so we hired her we were doing the uh, we do meals at the auction and uh, yeah she was great and she was such a great help and such a happy attitude and yeah we really enjoyed her and you know what she became part of our family so life is always a challenge, and, and, uh, but she was a blessing to us the whole time she helped us and worked for us. And I'm so happy that the Lord has restored her and He is blessing her because then she becomes a channel of blessing to other people. And you know, every time we walk through life, there's never a time in our life where the things that the Lord has let us go through can't always be a blessing to someone else. All of us have a story and every story is different and sometimes when we go into a challenge and we go into something that it seems like it's so hard and what Lord why would you ever have me go through this it's because down the road we need to be a blessing to someone else because we've walked in their shoes so I had 
been working with her for a little bit and she just didn't quite have the hours I needed for me to really get on my feet and um, she ended up introducing me to Curtis and uh, Curtis had actually been out to my house that I was staying in and he had uh, volunteered uh, with a group of people uh, to do a little bit of work on my house because it wasn't quite winter ready there was no furnace and the, the windows were broken out and uh, needed a lot of work so he came out with his family and volunteered and uh, we had a really good meeting and uh, he offered me a job and that was four and a half years ago now. So I remember the first time that our family was able to meet Amber uh, it was at a church work bee that had been called to help get Amber's house ready for, for winter. We'd been praying for Amber as a church family for many months. There was uh, a friend of ours, Darlene, and she had, had lifted up Amber in prayer many times and so we'd prayed for her and finally we, we actually got to meet Amber. Uh, she was trying to make the best of the situation and she had, uh, you know, really tidied the place up as best she could, but I mean there was walls that weren't insulated, there was, you know, a door that was just basically falling off and we're going into winter. There was a small wood-burning stove in the house and that was really all there was for heat. There was barely any plumbing and the plumbing that there was would freeze in the winter and so just really seeing that that Amber was was in a tough spot and I can remember just something standing out in my mind though about how caring she was about others. Uh, you could sense it just in the way that she interacted with those of us that were there. I can remember then uh, just her giving my wife a big hug as, as we left and just really having a strong impression that Amber was really trying to do her best. And it was uh, a couple weeks after I can remember Linda Dunbrack, a friend of hers had and a church member had been in touch with, with me and just had, had we'd been talking about the situation that Amber was going to be needing work. She'd been working for Linda but that work was running out and uh, in our business we had, a, had an opportunity for uh, somebody that could do uh, assembly technician type jobs and so uh, Amber joined our team and it was such a blessing uh, right from the start when Amber joined uh, she caught on quickly and, and just brought a real uh, fun element to our, our group and really fit right in. Uh, it wasn't easy for Amber. I can remember there were times where her car would quit on the way to work. It was winter time. Um, you know, things that she had, had done really to turn her life around, but yet there were these things that were going wrong in her life. What, what was so amazing though was that it wasn't that that was Amber's focus. She was more concerned about others. There were other people she knew of in the community that needed, you know, something and, and she would bring that up to our staff as we'd have worship or, or as we'd have our outreach events and she would bring up these needs uh, for others. And I can remember just thinking, it was such, made such an impression on me, thinking here's somebody who's, who's in such a tough spot but she's thinking of others more than she is of her own needs. And I could just see God working, you know, just different things out in her life. One of the opportunities that, that I can remember Amber had was to go on a mission trip to the Philippines. It was amazing to see the joy that that brought her. You could just see it in the pictures and when she came back she just told these stories of, of working with children and she would tell others about the opportunities to serve and to, to support the needs that were in the Philippines. Again, just thinking of others. And then as, as she continued working here, we actually started to formalize. We had kind of an outreach uh, event every, every month as a, as a staff. Uh, we, we choose an event and, and we needed somebody that could lead that. And of course, Amber stepped in. And every month she would be just bringing people from the community in that had needs. If it was family community services or there was a need at the nursing home or just whatever it was, she would be bringing all these things in. And uh, It's been a powerful testimony to me personally, just seeing that 
really, as I think about it, the life of Christ coming out through Amber, serving others. And that made such a powerful impression on me. God is almighty, then why is there so much pain and suffering? Is God responsible for the pain in this world? Where can we find peace?
Friends, we've been visiting with Amber Andrews, who certainly faced many dangers, toils, and snares, and yet, through God's amazing grace, she is living a stable, joyful, and daily growing experience in her walk with Jesus. Amber, please tell us how God took all the broken pieces in your life and glued them together with His grace. Well, He put many people in my past that helped me and work was one of the most important things. So I worked uh, roofing with Bill and then I met Linda, the auctioneer, and she gave me work and then finally introduced me to Curtis and he was able to give me full time. And I was also able to return to my old job, which is working with the, the two brothers that have autism with Lily. I wish I could remember all the people that uh, played their part. Um, it truly takes an entire church to, to save an addict and everybody played their role and I'm so blessed to have these people in my life um, and, and family, the family that I had that never quit praying. I had no idea that Darlene had a whole church of people praying for me. The whole Pinocchio church came so when I walked through those doors everybody was like that's the Amber we've been praying for. <laughs> God is a God of restoration. So it was quite interesting to see Amber um, go from being a volunteer at Soup Kitchen to be in need of the services at Soup Kitchen. And then the week that she came back and she'd been off the streets for a while and she wanted to volunteer again at Soup Kitchen. And she said, it was so good to hear us pray and praise the Lord that she was on the other side of the counter. She had made a full circle. God had restored her relationship. It, it was just a beautiful thing. God has been working in your life. There's always this um, difficulty of regrets when it comes to the healing process. What were some of those that you struggled with? Uh, the, the two big ones is I missed two of my brother's weddings and that's just not something I'll ever get back. So that'll, that'll always break my heart. Um, I can no longer give blood uh, as a donor. So that uh, saddens me because that was one thing that I did enjoy doing as well. Um, and I broke people's hearts and I stressed my parents out like crazy. And I really regret putting him through that. when. It's hard when you're an addict. Um, you can be so selfish sometimes you don't even realize the people you're hurting around you. Do you have any advice for someone who may be struggling and going through some of the stuff that you were going through? Absolutely. I, I always just had a feeling in the back of my mind that, that God wanted to save me. You know, He introduced my family to uh, Seventh-day Adventist and he was there with me every day on the streets protecting me and um, I never doubted that he wanted me um, and he wanted to you know to save my soul and so now I you know can be an example unto others that you're never too far gone you'll never be hidden under some bridge so far away that he can't see you God has taken you to so many more places and I know that you really have a heart of service. Can you tell us about the different places where God has led you? 
Absolutely, yeah. I've, I've always wanted to help, even, you know, when I was on the streets and a lady would get her purse stolen, you know, I remember going back and putting together a kit for her. And, and when I worked at the auction, um, Linda would have things that were not sellable, so I would take them home and sew them and try and get them back out on the streets. And I think that's, you know, Curtis saw that I, I enjoyed helping people, and that's one reason he decided to support me. Uh, as my sponsor for me to go to the Philippines. So I've been there twice now. Um, and yeah, it was about a year after I'd gotten off the streets and I was hiking up a mountain in the Philippines with medical supplies and I just couldn't believe <laughs> that God could use a wretch like me. It's <laughs> beautiful. And, and God has been supporting you also to, to help other people in the community like Bags of Love. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we do have um, potluck here once a month, and we share a meal together. Uh, we celebrate birthdays together, and Curtis always wants to know new ways that we can help the community for the month. So I jumped right on that, and I um, come up with ideas every month and encourage uh, other people at my work, and we always find someone or some, some group to help. So as we've come to the end of our time, I wonder if you could close with a word of prayer for us again, Amber. Absolutely. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time together and may my story be a light to somebody out there. Um, never give up. Uh, God never gives up on us. And God can turn it around and he can use you and the Bible is filled with stories of him using people for the good. So be one of those people. Uh, start saying yes to God, and you'll be just amazed at what he can do with you. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Amber, for sharing your story with us again. Absolutely. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, Amber. Friends, today Amber honestly opened her heart to us and revealed how Jesus transformed and is still transforming her life. Our free offer for you today is Outrageous Grace. Outrageous Grace reveals how God is a parent, teacher, leader and friend to each and every one of us. Most of all, he is a God of outrageous grace, a relentless pursuer and an unconditional forgiver whose loving goal is to take his children home to heaven. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs, including our cooking demonstrations, our short spiritual messages entitled Daily Living, and our exercise workouts called Experiencing Life. Because we want you to experience the truth found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.